Today's Typical Rainbow. I'm Paul. I'm Grant. Before we get started, make sure you follow us uh, on Instagram and Facebook at The Atypical Rainbow and be sure to check out our old episodes. Some of them are pretty good, uh, including our, one, one of my favourites, uh, the, the, new, the new series we've been doing, the AIAV Club. I've been pretty proud of that because it, uh, it combines my nerdery for pop culture as well as, you know, our love for unnecessarily dissecting things. You should uh, be proud of all the episodes. <laughs> sure. Uh, check, out, check us out on uh, the Acast website or wherever you get good podcasts. Today uh, is another episode in the series, His and History, and we're going to talk about something nice and fun, which is uh, adding a dog. So, at the end of last year, we decided to get a puppy after probably about two or three years worth of deliberation. Cause I, I feel like it might have been even longer than that, because it was kind of on and off. Yeah. So, the decision to get a dog was kind of fraught, because we, we had a dog that we'd adopted um, you know, before we had the kids, but unfortunately the dog passed away due to some complications with her kidneys, and you know, that was a pretty hard loss for all of us. Yeah, um, and it was it was kind of she but, she was our pre kids kid. Yeah, and so we had to kind of decide uh, for ourselves, you know, how much more responsibility did we want to take? You know, the kids were young and they were twins. Yep, and then eventually, and then we got the diagnosis with autism. So there was other stuff that had to happen, and we weren't quite sure how they would cope with the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, we also kind of wanted them to be old enough to be able to help look after the dog, um, which probably. Like, they were old enough, but I think only they've only really taken to looking after our current dog now recently, really. It depends on what you can of looking after. They're still not picking up poo. Yes, that is true. But we haven't. I haven't asked them. Have you asked them? Mm, not directly, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've asked them either. And so, maybe that's it. Maybe we just got to you know, get them comfortable with it and give them opportunity to do it. You know, plus it's, it's, we're going to have to teach them how to undo those stupid bags and try to like you know bring the edges out and then how to flip it inside out it's gonna be a whole thing it's gonna be fun that is true it is gonna be a whole thing but uh you know sometimes i think it's uh you just sometimes you just have the moment when the, the right things align and you just know what has to happen that's what happened to me last year so last year um around i think it was September, August, September, um, I just, I felt it was the right time. I really wanted to get a dog. I knew I wanted to get a dog. It was going to happen. So we went and did it. Um, so we canceled a few holidays. Yeah. <laughs> did we cancel it because of the dog or was it canceled because of coronavirus? It was canceled because of coronavirus. So we, we kind of amassed a bit more money because you're always concerned. You're like, oh, it's expensive. But then, yeah, like we canceled our mid year interstate holiday. Mm. We kind of, had saved up enough for an overseas holiday that we still haven't been able to go on yet. Yeah. So, you know, not that anyone's allowed to openly talk about the positives of coronavirus, but we did save a lot of money <laughs> by just not doing anything. Uh, yes, but we managed to save a lot of money by remaining employed, which a lot of people didn't get to we do. We were lucky enough to do that. That yes. is definitely true. Yeah. Um, coronavirus did not hit everyone equally, and we were lucky. Yes. So we we took that luck and you know we not not to you know try and balance out my own guilt but we did donate some of that money to charity um, mm-hmm. Food Bank Victoria particularly I think got a few donations from us like a, pretty, a few pretty big ones but we thought we would do the thing that we that we wanted to do for a while and that's to get a dog yes because we we'd gone through a lot of attempting to adopt because oh, we believed right, yeah. that adopting was a better option that's why we adopted our previous dog Roxy. Mm. 
but basically it was impossible to adopt a dog when you had primary school age children. Yeah, so um, I used a website called petrescue.com.au, which is a fantastic website, and I, I highly encourage people to use it. But part of the problem is that, you know, a lot of these older dogs that need to be adopted out, just they're not, they're not used to kids. It's mm-hmm. whether it's the noise or the movement or whatever, or they've been traumatized by other experiences. And so the people adopting them out rightfully mm-hmm. restrict, and I put these restrictions on these dogs. So it limited our options. Um, on top of that, we wanted a small dog. We didn't want a greyhound of which there are hundreds of greyhounds to adopt. So if yes. you're looking for, apparently if you're looking for a good apartment dog, go for a greyhound people. Greyhounds are the way to go. Um, but when it comes to kids, it's really, really quite limited as the kind of, um, the kind of dog you can adopt. Yeah. So we needed to make a philosophical shift. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And look, I'm, I'm certainly not against adopting a dog one day, maybe when the kids are a bit older. It seems that 12 years old is kind of the, the upper limit. Mm-hmm. So most of the like, pet rescue kind of classifies children under 12 and children over 12. Yeah. So, it, you know, and uh, look, our kids are pretty mature. They've always been very mature, really. They can be a bit noisy, but not drastically so. But, you know, by the time they get to 12, which isn't far away anymore, maybe we can get a second dog. I keep talking about getting a second dog. I you do. Chew the dog. I think I think the kids really want a schnauzer because they like the fact that it's a wiener shape. <laughs> <laughs> that we've, we've seen a few uh, schnauzers at um, at the dog the local dog park and they, they seem to like Zach, our new dog, quite a bit. Um, but also schnauzers are really noisy for their size. <laughs> like, oh, really, okay. really noisy. That whippet yesterday was adorable. Oh, we saw this little brown and white white whippet and i think i think what i love about dogs well certain breeds of dogs is the the foxy face like the snout and the long the long kind of mouth whereas say like a pug or a boston terrier like they're still cute but i don't know there's something there's something about the which is probably why i love jack russells and why i've only ever had jack russells yeah the, the foxiness i really yeah and that See, would, i wouldn't have a pug because i have health issues <laughs> yeah that's true but they still deserve love they're adorable and they do deserve way. love but yeah I don't know. We just get pet insurance. <laughs> like proper pet insurance. I guess we get proper pet insurance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we decided that we would uh, get Zach from a breeder. So Zach is a Jack Russell. Or at the very least he was sold to us as a Jack Russell. Um, a number of people have commented on the fact that he looks like he has a little bit of miniature fox terrier in him. Which is fine. Which I don't care about. Because really. I, th- I think mongrels are healthier. Mm. Basically, purebreds are inbred. Yeah. Like royalty used to be and it did not go well <laughs> uh, so give me a mongrel mm. but but uh so the kids got to name the dog uh for for weeks and weeks beforehand so because what happened was um we oh well, i met the dog this is this is during um kind of the, the lesser restriction of coronavirus but it still was a little bit limited i think uh, like it was yeah still, probably like it was still lots of mask wearing because and... it was october no it was bought Oh, he was born October, got him in November, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, yeah, yeah, so you would have met him, how many weeks? Like, four, when he, four weeks? Yeah, four weeks. So I think we yeah, so got him around weeks. the start of November. So things yeah. were pretty cash. Mm. So met him when he was four weeks old, but we couldn't get him until he was eight weeks old. Mm-hmm. So for weeks and weeks, I was uh, talking to the kids because I wanted to give the kids some ownership of the dog and get them involved yeah. and all that. And we have wondered for years how they'd respond mm. because Jake, especially could get quite anxious around other people's large dogs. Mm. So we want to avoid large dogs. And the one one of the benefits of the adoption is you can take the entire family in to meet them. Yes. Whereas um, maybe because of coronavirus More than um, anything else, yeah. and because of the private breeder, you're the only one who met 
Zach before he came to live with us. Yes. That was also a bit of kismet, actually. So Zach was part, Zach was part of a litter of, I think, about six or seven. He was the last one available. The others had already been sold. But he was the only one who wasn't biting me. <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay, this, this works well. The, the others were just trying to tell you they'd already been taken. Maybe. Already spoken for. They're very loyal. <laughs> so for weeks, I kept trying to get Jake and Matt to choose a name. And, you know, I thought I would throw out some interesting, some, you know, random character names mm-hmm. like Aang and Katara and... Yoshi. Um, Yoshi. Yeah. Or Mario or Luigi. Uh, and Matt would not have a bar of it. He's like, nope, I don't want the dog named after a character of any sort. I'm like, well, why not? He's like, I just don't. And, you know, just because is not necessarily an excuse you would normally accept. But in this case, we're like, eh, what does it matter? <laughs> so eventually, Matt said, you know what? I just need to meet the dog and, mm-hmm. and they'll know. So right up until we picked up uh, Zach, um, who was... Who was as Pez Breeder actually named Yoda, which the which the kids kind of liked. I'm a bit like, eh. Oh, okay. I liked her. Yeah. I, I would have been happy to stick with her. Because of the Mandalorian. Well, it's a cute name. <laughs> and then in a, in a video game, when I got a dog, I called it Yoda. <laughs> in, like, in a way, named it after Zack without naming it after Zack. There you go. Yeah. Followed uh, me around my madroom farm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we brought uh, Yoda home. And, uh, and Matt looked at, looked at the dog, stared into his eyes and said, Zach. We're like, all right, Jake, what do you think? He's fine. <laughs> all right, Zach it is. And yeah. it's, and it's stuck. And I think what, what went through my mind is I, I get concerned about dogs with human names and the reason presented itself yesterday when we we're out for a picnic and, um, Zach was running off doing something and I'm like, Zach. And then behind me, I heard someone also say Zach. And I realized there were these two teenagers calling out to each other. And I'm like, that is hilarious, but unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't see a person named Yoda. Actually, that's a lie. You probably will see a person named Yoda at some point. Yes. But also, so our previous dog's name was Roxy. And so he used to walk down the street. And, you know, as happens with, like, a dog, sometimes you yell their name. And eventually, this old, like, Greek man came out of his house. And he's like, do you keep walking up and down the street yelling my name? (laughs) And I'm like, no. What's your name? And he's like, Rossi. So uh, this this man thought that this complete stranger <laughs> was walking past his house yelling Rossi <laughs> and then he'd come out and there'd be no one there. <laughs> you prankster you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm glad he finally caught me so he could ask me so he, he realized what I was saying. <laughs> that I wasn't yelling him out of his house as I went past. <laughs> That's hilarious. The egocentricity of it all. I must have yelled at her a lot, though. Because sometimes, like, I'd meet people, like, in the dog park. And they'd be like, oh, you're Roxy. <laughs> and I'd be like, <laughs> how much yelling do I do of her name that people haven't seen her, but they've heard me yell? <laughs> I don't remember Roxy needing that much obedience kind of control. Maybe I was just overly nervous. <laughs> Maybe. Roxy wasn't great with other dogs. Maybe that was the problem. Actually, that's true. I was probably calling her away from other dogs. Because mm. she's the opposite of Zach. Zach loves other dogs, even if they don't like him. Yes. And Roxy hated all other dogs. Yep. Yep. That was a, that was an interesting adjustment. So, yeah, especially when we decided to dog sit another dog. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> we're crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember barricading the banister with like cardboard and then she got around the cardboard. <laughs> just like angrily yell at this other dog. He was terrified. I don't remember that at all. This was a skeeter, wasn't it? Was it was a skeeter, yeah. They yeah. they she eventually calmed down. I got her I got her to calm down, but yeah. <laughs> she did not appreciate the fact that we were dog sitting. But I think the problem was we dog sat him when you were thinking about getting a dog. Yes. So then we kept getting asked, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> We'll do that. Yeah, we hadn't quite contemplated the ramifications of our decisions. Yeah. So, like, the first time I was like, oh, this was a mistake. But by the end, they were getting along well. So, mm. we did it again. Mm. But anyway, so Zach's um, been a really good addition to the family. The boys fell in love with him from mm. the beginning. And, and he... run to each other in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever, like, it... Zach will hear their door and he'll run to them. Is this or... now or still when he was a puppy? Probably. Still now. Yeah. Like... I don't know. He's just he's just obsessed with like whoever's not around. Like the other day, for once, after you spent a lot of time watching TV, <laughs> um, you were up lot la- like one of the last people. So me and Jake were up, and we're trying to keep Zach from like bothering you at the door. And I'm like, seriously, you have two people who normally you run through the house to get to. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever you hear their door open. But it's like, no. I must go to the one person who isn't here. <laughs> so then we finally got him to calm down. And then Matt got up. And he heard Matt's door. And he ran back up to see Matt. Mm. But yeah, I think... Um, might have been this morning. He didn't go out to see the first of them that got up. So they came into the room to find him. Oh. Yeah. There you go. So he was behaving against type. Yes. Although, admittedly, we did, we did all sleep in quite a bit this morning, I think. Mm. Which is maybe unusual. Maybe Zach got really confused. He's like, no one's up here. Because he is getting better uh, at... Maybe not... he'd already gone outside and then come back. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. He wasn't desperate for someone to let him out. Yeah, so... Because he's so lazy, he won't go to the doctor. <laughs> well, so that's, that's the funny thing about Zach. I don't know where he's learning these habits, but he's he is unnecessarily dependent on us. <laughs> we try to do our best to set him up for independence. We have a doggy door. We try to train him to use the backyard. And he's, he's good in a, a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, he just... Yeah, in the morning, he just doesn't know to let himself out. He'll, he'll go out if he's bored. But mm. he won't necessarily go out unless one of us leads him outside. And then, like, every day at dinner, he just, like, stands near the door to someone lets him out. It's like, you know the way. <laughs> yeah. It's a strange, strange habit. Maybe just a lazy dog. Mm. But see, it's I... so far to my doggy dog. <laughs> His dog's right here. <laughs> he's, well, he's a very smart dog. Maybe he just knows how to manipulate I us. think he's manipulating us. Yeah. I, I so... When we first got him, I'd actually forgotten what it was like to have a puppy. So I, I, I had a puppy, one of my old dogs, Bambi. She was, we got her as a puppy, but I was like, like eight or nine at that point. I didn't really quite realize how intensive having a puppy was. And the boys probably didn't experience intensity of having a puppy. Mm. It was us who were waking up every two hours to take, to carry this puppy outside before he peed everything. Yes, Indeed. So that was, that was exhausting and difficult. It was like having babies again. Basically, yeah. 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 We're taking different nights and it's like, it's your night to carry the puppy outside to pee. <laughs> <laughs> and again, well, I guess the you know, difference between a baby and a dog is that babies don't just pee all over the house and you, you just kind of go... Well, only yeah. because you catch it. <laughs> <laughs> if, mm. if it slips out the sides, it's everywhere. That is true. Yeah. That is true. But yeah, that was that was a bit of an exhausting time. But thankfully, Zach's never been much of a barker. That's always been mm. good. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a whiner. He's a little. Mm, mm, mm. 
Mm, kind of dog, but not. But like he dog. sometimes gets really ang- antsy. Though, admittedly, the last time he was really antsy was when someone was under our floor, and I think he was really confused about why someone was under our floor. Yeah, yeah. We had we had to get we had a leak in our house, and we had people under the house looking for the leak. And I think it, he he found, he managed to figure out where they were. Oh, like they, according to the plumber, he was like constantly above. Barking, <laughs> following him around. <laughs> Must have a very good sense of smell. But then he or managed to get under the sense. house and got stuck. Yes, he did. He couldn't figure out. He he figured out how to jump over a pipe to get into the. Under There's the a house. lot of mud though, so I think what probably what happened was he got in and then he slipped, and then he was too anxious to go over the pipe, so he kept mm. trying to go under the pipe. It didn't fit. Mm. Um. So then eventually, with me, Jake, and Matt all trying to coax him out. Well, mainly me and Matt. Jake was pretty worried because Jake had been worried he'd get stuck under the house and then it happened. Yep. <laughs> and I couldn't quite get Matt to come with me to help me <laughs> without alerting Jake to the fact that it happened. <laughs> but yes, he eventually was like, I love these people enough to go over this pipe. And then he kept going to the house. Yeah. Because <laughs> he'd, he'd figured out how He's like, oh, I can do house. this now. Yeah. I'll just go under the house. <laughs> and it come so muddy. <laughs> It's it's been an interesting adjustment. Again, the the boys are getting used to the dog, but I think that there are like us, there are still moments when they're just like, leave me alone, like just and just don't need to be jumped on or poured at or looked yeah. in the face right now. Yeah. Once again, it falls to me as the house husband to always be the one who looks after the dog when no one else wants the dog around. Yes. <sighs> Fuck well, stops with me again. What, is, what else are you going to do? You don't want to ignore him. That's true. Or neglect him. No, everyone else gets to ignore and neglect him. <laughs> you, you say that like I have a choice as I'm not working? Mm, that's probably true. But sometimes you're in here when you're not working, if your door closed. Mm, that is true. Yeah. But even then, though, like I think the amount or kind of attention that he wants is not something I'm either willing or capable of giving. The willing is the thing. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm not willing, but I have to do it. <laughs> Yes, but even then, you just convince him to lie on your lap, and then... Oh, not always. Mm. There's this point, like, at two... I thought it was because the kids were at school. There's a point he goes a bit crazy at two o'clock every afternoon. And I used to think it was because he missed the kids for so long. Mm -hmm. But the kids are home. They're on holidays. But he might have some sort of biological habit. I mean, this is what happens, you know? Yeah, I guess, but I'm like, you could just go to the kids. (laughs) No, see, not not biological habit like he re- he wants to be with the kids. More biological habit like, oh, this is the time I would normally go out. <laughs> but he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a dog. Like, he's I not know, a person. but like he can't read a clock. I know. Maybe daylight savings to him off at some stage. <laughs> well, this is this is the moment when you take him out for a walk and you try to expend his energy. Yeah, but it's normally the point. In the day where I'm like, I'm about to go out or I, you know, I've just settled into something mm. or, you know, I've just dealt with something. And also, I don't know, it gets weird. He always wants to eat the food that I have in the bed. Like I never give him the food in the bed. He seems to think that every time I have a meal, he should just come and try to eat it. Yeah. But he does that with everything. Like at, at dinner time, we, we do the thing that the vet taught to us to do which is you know he has his bowl it's in the kitchen it's served at the same time as our food is so it's like part of the family experience no he'll just stand there and stare at us waiting for us to drop something <laughs> and then once the lights are off and the room is dark and no one else is paying attention he'll be like fine and then he goes and eats his food <laughs> and he'll eat a lot of it too no today, today was funny though because um jake's having a bit of trouble opening packets of noodles mm-hmm. so like it came up and he's like i can't do this i'm like oh it's gay like you gotta 
pinch it like this. He's like, I'm doing that. I'm like, maybe a bit higher. So then Jake just like tears it open. Noodles go everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, like Zach's just staring at me, and I'm like, okay, just eat the noodles. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's like there's bits everywhere on me, and like I sit up, and there's noodles going everywhere. It's all over my clothes, all over the bed. And I'm like, I just I'll just trust that you will eventually eat all the noodles before <laughs> I sleep on them. <laughs> Who needs a vacuum? Oh, it was like, well, like when we had the kids and we had Roxy, it was like that. Who needs a vacuum? Mm. <laughs> These just throw their food and the dog would just eat it. <laughs> I, I do think though, as much as I love Zach, he is driving my autistic OCD a little bit nuts because there's, um, he loves ripping things apart. Loves mm. it. He's, um, I, I bought... making nests of like paper and tinfoil in the backyard yeah that was that was weird he's a he's a blue jay he steals like pencils like and rubbers and rubbers like the kid the kids have to like not leave their like pencils on the table because he'll come by and steal them yeah the one time he stole a pencil while they were at the table doing their schoolwork so yeah he's he's jumping on the table by going from floor to chair chair to table to take things off the table and but he's sneaky about it but he, not food yeah no not food pencils he loves, he loves inorganic objects he has mm. pico he just he does have pico. He, he always had pico. he tried to eat all the metal um handles of the drawers when Did he, he really? When he was a puppy, do you remember? He'd just like gnaw on them. It was oh, so. No, made such an annoying noise. <laughs> or he'd like gnaw on his own like bed frame. Yeah. Like a metal bed frame. Oh, that I remember. See, what drives me crazy is so we, we bought him this like mattress, which is meant. It's called a self warming mattress, which sounds really douchey. And I get that it's. It, it might be douchey, but the thing is, he seems to like warmth. So I'm like, you mm. know what? How do I replicate this? Because we used to put a. Um, when he was a puppy, we used to put like a. Um, one of those heated wheat bags in with him. That's right. Yeah, and it worked really well. Because we assumed he was missing all his siblings. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of a substitute. And it, and it worked really well to make him feel settled. So yeah. I thought, okay. And he also knew it was a sign. Like, I think with, if we heat it up, he's like, okay, I have to sleep now. Mm. So we bought this self-warming bed. It's basically just, uh, you know, a giant bag filled with flammable material. Um, but it, it retains the heat very well. I say flammable material. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's flammable. <laughs> okay, well... Anyway, keep flames away from it. Then. He um he 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 rips at the sides and mm. pulls out the stuffing. And every time I try to repair it, whether it's sewing or stapling or duct tape, he finds a way to just pull it off and go at it again. But it seems to reach a limit. Like he digs. It's not like he's continuously digging it out. It's kind of like he's got a pile of stuffing in his bed. And he's like, okay, that'll do. But then if I put the stuffing back into the bed, he pulls it out again. He's like. Why? I don't understand you at all. Mm. So I think that kind of... He destroyed a lot of toys very quickly. Yes. Yeah. So Which... they have to be really tough toys now. They do. Well, he's... And even that, he managed to like eventually get through that like... The rope toy. The rope toy. Yeah, he just yanked it apart until it fell apart. And it turned black. I don't know how it turned black. That was really Admittedly, strange. you'd get him to jump up and grab it and hang off it. <laughs> Maybe yes. you were partly partly responsible for the fact it broke in half eventually. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but and then we got it, we got the next one, and the kid's like, "You sure that's the same toy? It's much shorter." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, because hasn't had a chance for Bore to hang the dog from it yet." <laughs> um, but I, I think 
uh, unlike Roxy, who, as we said, was a very antisocial dog, I do enjoy watching Zach play with other dogs. Mm. Um, and it's, it's very cute because he doesn't know his own size, as a lot of these small dogs do. So um, I get a lot of owners of larger dogs freaking out whenever they see Zach and their dog playing. And I'm like, it's fine. Zach will handle himself. <laughs> like, and there's Zach rolling on the ground and then like biting or biting, you know, kind of snapping yeah. in that playful way. My only problem is sometimes when I have him, like at the school care or something, he's on a lead mm. and the tangling is so quick and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this I started is... being a little bit naughty. Sometimes I just take the lead off. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, yeah, let him play not attached to a lead because he just t- tangles himself up. Yeah, as long as his playmates there, he's not going anywhere. And as long as he's not running across the road, I think that's the problem. There was a there was a short period which still kind of happens now, where he just got a little bit overconfident and just started started running across the road. Our road, our road. Yeah. yeah. Well, no roads in general. Like there were just I think there were just periods where like I think there was somewhere else where he did it too. Well, he just ran away from our house. I don't think he ever did it anywhere else. That's true. But yeah. he, he ran up the street and wouldn't come back, wouldn't respond yeah. to his name, couldn't but be appealed maybe to. Maybe because he knows the way back, whereas normally even the car, he's like, I don't know the way back. Mm. I better stay with my grant. <laughs> I don't know. He's, like, sometimes he's really well behaved. Because he used to also bite through the lead. Oh, and one oh, time the that. lead broke. Yeah. But then I just kept walking and he thought he was on the lead. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually behaved himself quite well till I got to the car. <laughs> I actually don't really enjoy using lead much because I, and this is this is me and my control thing. I don't want to have to follow him everywhere. Like, yeah. what if I just kind of walk at my own pace and he'll just kind of catch up where he, as he goes along? So there's this um, leash-free dog park where it goes along a creek and it goes to this beautiful like sort of bushland kind of park, and I love it because there's often a lot of dogs there. He mm-hmm. can run and play with whoever he feels like. Um, you know, I'm there in case I need to pick up anything, but other than that, I'm just kind of just walking along and he follows. Um, in the last month, he's got a little bit worse of that. At one point, we nearly lost him, but thankfully, a very kind owner looked at his tag, saw my phone number on it, and called me. So, you know, he was, in inverted commas, lost for yeah, all he was still, like, five minutes. In the park. <laughs> yeah, he was still in the park. He just got a bit disoriented. And interestingly, you know, dogs being smart and all, now we, what, what happens is whenever he gets distracted, you, we actually see him try to spot us. Mm. So he'll stop. And then you'll see, you'll see his head and just like that kind of, you know, um, dug from up that point. Like he's just, he's, his attention is just ready. And he's, once he sees he's like, oh, they're far away. And then he just dashes towards us to make sure he's in that vicinity. And then he forgets again and gets distracted. And then yes. we keep walking away. I was teaching Matt to not keep walking towards him. Mm. Just make sure you're in sight. Because if you keep walking towards him, he's like, oh, we're going this way. I don't yes. have to come back. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Whereas if you stand there, he'll go, oh, I have to come back. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's tricky because he is is a very social and a very affectionate dog, which on one hand is lovely, but on the other hand, it makes him want to constantly sit on us. And that yes. frustrates me. As an autistic person who doesn't like touch, that really, really, really frustrates yeah, me. Yeah, he does have this habit of like just playing with his toy on top of people. Yes. And sometimes he just doesn't realise what's the toy and what's the person and bites them <laughs> a little bit. Oh, I haven't had that problem. He does that to me. Ah. But yeah, like even the toy is just like... Constantly having a toy rubbed on you. Mm. Like, especially, like, a rope and plasticky one, because, you know, he'll destroy anything soft. Yes. It can be kind of annoying. So that's kind of what he's, like, 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock behaviour, why it bothers me sometimes. Mm. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure he does it to the kids. No, but admittedly, I don't know how often the kids are just lying down doing stuff. But he lays on them. Mm. 
Yeah. Like, I'm fine with, like, he wants to lay on me. Um, it's, uh, yeah, the, the thing that annoys me kind of is when he's playing on top of me. Mm. Or just standing on top of me, staring out a window. Mm. I'm like, really? I can't <laughs> see the television. Like, do you just stand here? Can't you stand next to me? <laughs> or when he just, like, gives up on going underneath the blanket, it's just, like, underneath my armpit. So my, like, arms out of a weird angle. <laughs> and he just goes to sleep there. Like, with... With my shoulder, like I'm being crucified on one side. Well, as I tell Jake, you are bigger than the dog. You can move him. Yeah. But sometimes I move him and he's like, we're going to play. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to sleep, just in a position other than my armpit. I wonder whether um, him standing over the top of you while you're lying down is a sign of dominance or not. He does that to me sometimes, but he just looks very blankly at me. Admittedly, I don't know if dogs have facial expressions, so really, mm. he's always looking blankly at me. Well, he, do, he does tilt his head, but I, I think that that probably doesn't mean the same as a human. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, when he's standing on me, staring off out the window, he might be protecting me. Mm, maybe. I think mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a protective thing. He's like, I heard something in the street. I'm going to stand on you so nothing can get to you because I'm on top of you. Mm. Yes, because he doesn't realise he's very small. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think having Zach has been a really good thing, I think, yeah. for all of us. But it is it is a bit disruptive. It's, yeah, it's having another kid. So, mm. I on the weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, are the days I'm not working. And so, I like to take him out for walks. And so, I usually take him for one in the morning, one in the evening, just mm. to kind of tire him out. Uh, and... As much as I'm appreciating the the walk, it is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, an obligation. It's an obligation, and I I have I take issue with obligations a lot of the time because yeah. um, I, I think I think we both have that problem on our like our days on. That mm. It's kind of like this obligation. I think also for me because I was doing like he was coming with me for the walk to school, mm. so it's kind of like I was doing something that you know I normally do, and also benefits the kids. And it's like an hour-long walk for him. Which mm-hmm. is why I also have more used to him being on the lead. Yes. Because I'm taking him along streets. Um, but yeah, I'm. but without that, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to take you pointlessly somewhere. Rather than, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I've always been a purposeful walker. Like, I'll walk quite a long way to someone's house. Mm. But if you just go, let's go for a walk, I'm like, Why? <laughs> yeah, you're you're a purposeful everything. Like you're a, you're terrible at shopping, because yes. you, you you need a purpose. And once that purpose is served, you're like, okay, I am done. But I get it. Uh, the thing I've started doing um, because of lockdown and because my Pilates, being my exercise of choice, has closed down, is I start going on jogs with Zach. And by with Zach, I mean I jog and then I have to stand and wait for him to catch up, and then I jog and then I have to wait for him to catch up, and. I don't know whether he's enjoying it, but he's definitely not hating it, and he's definitely getting some exercise out of it because I can see him dashing towards me every uh, every few <laughs> every few meters. Um, but it, you know, it's just a, it's because otherwise it's two separate things which take up yeah. more of my day as opposed to kind of merging it all into one big thing. He d- he does like to be out of the house no matter why. Mm. I think one of the things I find at the um, the lead free dog park is I don't know how much time to let him just kind of wander and sniff and do things because I want him to be able to, you know, have a nice experience and smell some smells and explore the place. But then part of it's like, but I just want to keep moving. So you follow my schedule now. Bye-bye. And then I kind of walk off um, and uh, wait for him to follow. 
that's kind of like having kids, I guess. How long do you let a kid play? But uh, and like, and if they, if how they long do you hours, push them on the swing for? Oh yes, feels at like what hours. You, at what point do you stop? Do you yeah. stop when you, you can't be bothered? Or do you stop when the child loses interest? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like when I when I take him to the park, I normally just walk like at a kind of slowish pace. And normally he sort of goes in front of me and then he'll be behind me and then he'll run in front of me again. And so he doesn't, yeah, I kind of do let him be on his own schedule mm. unless he's like really like hang out with someone for too long. Mm. Like it's funny, like if there's other dog walkers who are also walking, it kind of works out well because he goes, oh, I'm, I need to go back. Whereas if someone like he starts playing with someone's dog and they stop. But then they seem to want to continue walking, but they just stand in there. I'm like, well, this is not going to work. He's not <laughs> going to get bored. He's going to like, he's going to just keep playing with you while you stand there. Mm. If you want him to stop, you need to walk away. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to go collect him and force him away from his fun. Mm. Oh, parenting slash yes. dog ownership. Yes. Do you want a second dog? I don't know. I was just thinking about, like, when I had to leave the park and one kid was over it and one kid wasn't over it and how difficult that was. Mm. I wonder if the, the dog park would be like that. <laughs> but see, the difference, the, the difference is with a dog, you can, you know, control him better. But you, you've told me about people with two dogs where, like, especially one's seemingly older. Oh, yes. Yeah, you take it on, a, take them for a walk. And the young one is barely expended in energy, and the old one's over it. Yeah. Yeah, my best friend has two Boston Terriers, one being the mum of the other one. Um, and he, he has to kind of negotiate that, because she, she'll only want to walk just far enough to do her business outside. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, I'm done now, bye. Whereas my friend, he, he loves a good long walk, as does his uh, the younger dog. So there's a lot of coordination, but, um, you know, he talks about uh, the affection they have for each other and how cute they are when they sleep on each other. And I thought, oh, that might be nice. Oh, no, like, I'm just saying, I'm sure there's good sides, but I'm just thinking, like, trying to coordinate two twins who were had different opinions about how long they should stay at the park. Yeah. I can imagine doing that with two dogs. Yeah, that is fair. Especially because Zach doesn't like rain. So sometimes he'll, like, it's, he'll be like, it's raining. I'm going to walk one house away from the house and then come back. <laughs> Whereas if we had another dog who didn't care, they'd probably keep walking and Zach would be like, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm going home now. You're crazy. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our random story about having a dog. Um, and I'll talk to you next time.